So I'm reading this thing that Dalton sent to us earlier about somebody who thinks they made a deal with the devil. And then one of the comments is basically, it says, I made a deal with the devil too. Trust me, it's not as catastrophic as it seems. First of all, we don't even know what the devil exists. So how did you make a deal with the devil if the devil doesn't <laughs> exist? It makes no sense to me. And then he goes on to just say he's crazy. Doesn't one of the first comments talk about like praying to God or something like that? Uh, I have no... Oh, I'm going to read it exactly how it's spelled. I have no words except E-C-S-E-P-T. Pray to God. If you made a promise to the devil, God will help you. God is lowercase and not capitalized. Even though, T-H-O, you've done something horrible, H-O-R-A-B-L-E, God will always accept you. Wow. Hell yeah. Are you going to tell them the story or just tease them with it? I was going to do that after our intro. Oh, speaking of intros, I don't have anything. Dude. Oh, so a couple of episodes ago, I when uh, Bob Bagnell was on, we... You mean Barnacle Buckle? Barnacle Buckle. Barnacle Buckle. Uh, we, we shared a story about me trying to spend the night over at his house when we were younger, and I couldn't, and I cried, and I made my mom you know, come pick me up and stuff. So, as you know, Bob Bagnell is a avid listener of the Drum and Drummer podca- podcast. Uh, I was going to say everything with bees. Uh, <laughs> Bob Bagnell. Uh, podcast. Bob Podcast. <laughs> So he calls me on Saturday night and he's like, hey, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, what's going on? And he tells me, he's like, so I was listening to your podcast and you guys were talking about everything with like, you know, ghosts. And when you were a kid, you were really sensitive and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, did you ever hear about what happened after we moved out of the condo? And the condo is the location that it happened. Is where you couldn't spend the night. Yes. And... I was like, no, what happened? And so apparently when my aunt and uncle took the boys and moved them out, they got a call one day and the phone rings. My uncle answers and it's the the tenants that took over the location after they had left. And they ask him, they go, hey, uh, we moved into the property that you guys left. Uh, did you guys ever experience anything like really out of the ordinary? And my uncle was like, um, what, what do you mean? And the new tenant goes, well, the room up the stairs and to the right or left or wherever, um, Tino and Dominic's room was, uh, he, he said, yeah, like the blinds keep rattling really aggressively. And at, at night we hear footsteps and like that door keeps closing. So then my uncle goes, no, like nothing like that ever really happened over there. And my aunt goes, yeah, I know exactly what that is. Turns out that there was a little boy that my aunt would see running up the stairs and he would always kind of peek and look down the stairs to see what was going on. And also during this time, my cousins had an imaginary friend that they would go play with. And... Then I remember being in the room and feeling really uneasy and not being able to sleep. Now, I don't recall having any experiences with this individual or anything like that, but it's crazy how, like I said, whenever people tell me that I'm crazy or that like, you know, these things, I'm, I'm an irrational person because I believe in these things, they always somehow end up being confirmed when I least expect it. Man. I was listening to the song the other day, and it had a really good intro. Oh, what? 
No, David, roll it. So smooth. (laughs) (laughs) I'm drunk. I'm drummer. All right, welcome back, everybody. Week 50. Week 50, guys, and it's 50 during spooky season. Spooky season. So scary, first of all. <gasps> and I just want to say, guys, thank you for sticking with us for 50 episodes. <gasps> uh, well, 50, 50 and a half. We've had one half and one bonus. Yeah, and our bonus episode. So, so this is technically week 51? Yeah, but not really. Ah, apparently, fuck it. It's week 50. It's week 50, guys. That means that it's five plus five plus five. Plus five, plus five, plus five, plus five, plus five, plus five, plus five. That's fifty. It only took fifty weeks for Dalton to be able to do the math correctly the first time. I practiced from the beginning of episode one how I was going to do episode fifty. <laughs> took me a while, but I finally got it, guys. And as always, we're your hosts. I'm Drum. And I'm Drummer. And this is a podcast about brotherhood and normally the three S's. But since it's spooky season, we've got some new S's. Sickening. Snakes. Saunas. All right. Spooky. Even What's so spooky about saunas? You sit in there, you sweat. Remember in Halloween Town, in the movie Halloween Town, there's a yep. movie where the, 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 the one with Michael Myers, <laughs> <laughs> the one where this ghost is in a sauna because they need they need some ghost sweat. Yep. So they had to like <laughs> they get a little piece of sweat from the ghost. And I strangely remember watching that, and I had just started going to the gym with my dad, and like I could smell what that smelled like in there. Like you know that smell of a sauna when you walk in, uh-huh. smells kind of like sweat and ass. So Matt, what's been going on, man? Bro, work is absolutely insane. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you don't even talk to me anymore. Honestly, I haven't had a well, conversation with Matthew for the past like week and a half. Well, that's by choice. Um, oh, but, you know, okay. uh, no, work's been crazy, um, which is good. Training's been going really, really well. My knee's feeling healthy, so can't complain about that. Eating's been good. Been eating my veggies and been paying for it. Does that mean you're pooping a lot? I'm just really gassy. Like the first couple of weeks of that. It's so annoying, pro- right? Yeah, it's terrible. Dude, I'll have like these protein shakes in the morning and I'll put like these berries and this it's like this spinach blocks. I'll put them all in there and stuff. Spinach blocks? Yeah, like it's literally a block of spinach. Like hardened frozen spinach? Yeah, yeah, like it's a like it's a, fish food? It's like it's like frozen frozen fruit and like these frozen things of spinach blocks. Did yeah. they come in the same bag as Yeah, like, same bag, same bag. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's like made for smoothies. Ah. So I, I put that in in the morning with my with my protein shake. I got to have one today actually. Um, right now and i mix it with the vanilla protein and the peanut butter comes out amazing it tastes great every day and i look forward to it but it like gives me like some some good poops to be honest with you like fairly solid oh yeah fairly solid a good time like you know one two out you know pretty good but yeah it's been a good time man i feel i feel a little bit healthier um work started back up a little bit with the schools and whatnot so 
I've been very busy and kind of low-key exhausted. Um, a lot of stuff we're also trying to figure out and a lot of protocols to follow. So yep. it's been a busy, busy time. But all is well. Me, Matt, Drum and Drummer are here to party with you guys. And uh, let's hope, let's let's go for another spooky episode, guys. Because fuck our lives. It's fucking spooky season, spooky motherfuckers. Season. All right. Well, I don't like that you talk to our listeners like that. But it's spooky season. And going off of our intro, I have a story. Story time with Matt. So when Dom or Bob Bagno called me and told me that, I started thinking. And I was like, you know, we start talking about spending the night at places and doing all these things. So one of my clearest memories that kind of encompasses everything that we talk about is a, a night that I had with a good, like a good group of friends that I had in middle school. So I actually only, I only meant to tell one part of the story, but now that I think about the entire night, it's, uh, it, it, it's crazy. So uh, I had a buddy who lived in, in these like, it's kind of like hilly area. It's a, it's a nicer neighborhood. And he lived, I didn't know this at the time, but he lived across the street from some other friends of mine. And so, you know, we all got along really well. So he was really into skateboarding and so was I. So I went over to his house and we went swimming in the backyard and uh, there was a golf course by his house. So we went and we skated at the golf course and I think he took uh, like golf clubs and we, we hit a couple balls or whatever, but that, that was during the day. So the sun starts to go down and then we come back to his house and um, a couple of our friends, uh, they lived across the street and one of our friends, her mom, uh, was gone and they were having some people over so we go over and i had deja vu three times in one night and it was all in this house and so we get there and the first deja vu thing i remember is we're sitting down at the table and there's pizza boxes there and we're sitting down and we're talking you know we're having a good time and then i remember they had this light in the ceiling and it had this like casing over it kind of like a like a decorative light bulb right and i remember looking up at it hearing a man's voice and then looking down and seeing the pizza box so sure enough i look up and i see it in the light and everything is exactly the same i hear the man's voice which is one of our uh, her older brother or somebody was coming in and leaving really quick and then I look down and there's the pizza box and I get these chills, right? And I'm like, something's off. I don't know what it is, but it wasn't like the house. Like it wasn't, it was just the area. I don't know how to describe it, but I just remember being like, hmm, that's weird. So we go upstairs and upstairs there's this cool little like hangout area, man cave. Bonus room. Bonus room. It had a pool table. It had, um, they were watching some some scary movie or something, which I guess plays into this, probably has something to do with it. And so we go upstairs, and as soon as I go upstairs, I feel really uncomfortable, and I don't know why. So I remember sitting down, and I'm sitting next to my friend Michaela, and we're sitting there, and we're watching and, and all this stuff, and I remember looking over, and right before I looked over, I saw the blue ball on the pool table. It hit the eight ball... And then it hit another one and none of them went in. They all just kind of scattered, right? And then right when that happened, a door closed. 
And so sure enough, I like look over and I see those balls hit each other in that order. And then, and then I hear a door close and I'm like, Oh, right. That's twice in one night. That's kind of weird. And so then a couple of the people leave and it's me and our friends and we go to their computer room because I was back when computer rooms were a thing. And I remember sitting down and I remember seeing myself running through the halls looking for a bathroom and I'm opening all the doors trying to find a bathroom because I don't know where a bathroom is in this place, right? So then we sit down and then I hear the fateful words going, hey, Matt, have you ever seen two girls, one cup? And so me and my buddy are like, no. And we go and so then they show us it, right? And so we sit there and we watch it. And then I get to the same point as everybody else does and I start to gag, like I literally start gagging. And then I start running down the hallway, opening up all the doors, looking for a bathroom. So I finally find her and I go and I literally throw up. And to this day, like anytime I run into them or like randomly one of them tweeted at me that they ruined my life. It was like, like they bring it up, like they remember it, right? So I remember that was weird. I was like, man, I had deja vu three times in one night. Like, what the heck? That's weird. And I don't know what it is, but like that whole area just seemed really, really off. So my buddy and I go back to his house and I walk in and, you know, we're in his room and we're sitting down, we're laying in his bed and, you know, we're like talking, like messing around it, like, you know, normal kid stuff, not sexual messing around. But uh, I I just where my head went, but uh, (laughs) I felt like I needed to clarify that for some reason. (laughs) So anyways, so so I go to sleep and all of a sudden I wake up because Uh, my buddy's dad was yelling at us to turn the light in the room off because it was like a one hallway. It's a one-story house and they had one hallway and the light shined all the way down to the parents' room. So I didn't really know what was happening and so they turned the light off. So the light's off, all the um, lights in the house are off. And so I'm laying there and I'm trying to go to sleep and I just get restless and I start breaking out in these cold sweats and I get the chills and it gets really cold in the room and I like don't understand what's going on. So then I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to the bathroom. So I go to the bathroom. I look on my face and I have all this ink all over me because his older brother thought it'd be funny to draw on us while we were asleep because we were just like super tired from the day. So so we did all that. So I like started washing it off. Uh, my buddy woke up and realized what his brother had done. So starts yelling at him or whatever. So it was all fine. We, we go back in and him and I are talking or whatever. And then we lay down and all of a sudden like in the top right corner of his room, like I can't take my eyes off it. Like I don't know why, right? So I'm kind of like looking there like nonstop and I get really scared and I get this feeling like kind of like how I used to in my room, like when something was there and like I didn't really know what it was, right? So anyway, so I fall asleep and I have this weird dream. Like I don't know if you guys ever have dreams that just are different. They're not your normal dreams. Like they feel heavier, in a way like they feel like they have more substance to it and you don't really know why and i don't remember the dream i don't remember what it was but i remember running and it was just so real but i knew i was dreaming but it was still so real and so heavy and i remember in my dream the very last thing that happened i like turned a corner and i looked and i remember opening my eyes and just seeing this like white orb just in the corner of this room just kind of floating there 
And I was sitting there and I was like, I was just, I was literally frozen in fear. Like I didn't know what to do. And so I'm laying there and I'm like staring at this thing because I'm kind of like, not in a trance, but like, just like frozen. Like, I don't know what the hell is going on. So then I'm like, okay, I got to get out of here. Like I can't, I can't stay the night here. So I had a cell phone. So I grabbed my phone and I text my mom and I'm like, Hey, I need you to come get me. And she's all, why? And I'm all, there's something in this house or this area. And like, I don't feel like I'm welcomed here. Like I need to get out of here. So my mom is also, you know, we, like we talked about the other week, like she's very in tune with this stuff. So my mom doesn't know the address. She dropped me off and she knows the area, right? But she doesn't know the address and I can't get my buddy to wake up. Uh, so my, I wake my buddy up and I tell him, hey, bro, I'm sorry, I'm, I, I'm sick. I think it's the food. Like I made up some excuse. Like my mom's going to come get me. And he's like, all right, for sure, man. Like no worries, right? But then he went back to sleep. And like, I can't, it's not like I'm going to go sit in the living room. Like, I'm just kind of like, you know, like sitting in the room with this thing that's just floating in the corner. So all of a sudden my parents get there, right? So I'm like, Hey bro, I'm out of here. I grab my stuff and I dip and I get there. And the first thing out of my mom's mouth is I knew this was the house and I'm all why. And so I guess I gave my parents the address, but this is be like before Google maps. Like this is like back when uh like tom toms or the gps's were really big but they were always shoddy like they never really worked and so my dad was knew which area the neighborhood was in so my mom told my dad she's like just drive i will know the street when we get there so sure enough my dad turns on the street and my mom like wasn't even looking at the street and she goes this is it this is the street i i can just i sense it so sure enough they roll up and my mom goes it's this house and they stop and my mom texts me and so sure enough i open up the door and i come back out and i don't know what it was about that area but it was so active like it's it's eerie and so i've ended up there a couple other times and every time i go there it's the same feeling and it's always just like heavy not welcomed i don't know what it is about that area but I just when Dominic told me that about, you know, maybe because Dom brought up, he's like, maybe you weren't able to spend the night at my house when you were little because there was that that spirit there, whatever. And then I was like, no, like I, I didn't really sense anything or feel anything. So I feel like it shouldn't have bothered me. But then that coupled with this story, I'm like, oh, maybe Dominic was right. Maybe that is why I wasn't able to. That's funny that you said that, because I remember that night where you called. What time was that? at? Is that around 11 o'clock? Yeah, like 11, 1130. OK. And mom was like, Dalton, we need to go. And I was like, okay, we're, we're watching a family like, movie together, me and mom and dad. And so we go in the car and we drive all the way over there. And uh, I remember mom being like, no, it's here, it's here, it's here. So we pull up and we're looking at the house and just being like, pawn- like it, it was, I think that was like one of the first times I actually realized like there might be something. Because I remember looking at the house and being like, why does it look so weird? Like it just has a different vibe to it. And then you came and all freaked out. And just very quiet and like you you were very off. Yeah. And I was like, oh, weird. I never think anything of it. But yeah, I remember that, that night. Remember you talked about all that stuff that happened? And I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. It reminded me of another time though. Uh, when I worked at uh, the sex shop, um, I, I did a lot. Of, I ran a lot of inventory for the store. And um, there would be days where I would go in, you know, two hours before we opened. And I would walk upstairs, not to go, you know. What or, time is this at? Like, we open at 10. I go in around 7.30 or 8 o'clock. And I would just go in with the manager. 
and uh, she would go do her work and I would go upstairs and start organizing and getting stuff ready to ship out. Um, I was just, it was, my job just kept getting busier and busier. So I was like just getting stuff ready to go. And um, as I was prepping things, writing things down, typing things in, I would always have this weird feeling that there was something upstairs and I would hear things walk upstairs. And so before, when I first started working there, we had an online store up there. That's where we held, held our online store. But I just moved them out to a warehouse. So there was nothing upstairs, absolutely nothing. It was just all my stuff. So I was like, it was like, man, that was weird. That was weird. And so the rest of the week goes by and I continue to hear like this thing walking by. And then uh, I was working like, I, we had we had an inventory night. I was probably, it's, it's the business time, busiest time for an inventory manager. So I was like, okay, gotta get so much stuff done. So I'm there for probably 12 hours. So I, I go to sleep after like my eighth hour. I'm like, I need a nap. So I go upstairs and I take a nap on uh, one of the sex pillows, which is super comfy by the way. It's called a liberator. <laughs> so I go and I take a nap on the liberator and I can't stop staring at this, this stairway. Because we have, we have a stairway in the front of the store and then we have a stairway through the hallway. And um, so I, I was looking at the stairway through the hallway and I remember there's just, I was like, man, what is that? What is that? What is that? And I was like, oh, whatever. I'm just going to go to sleep. I'm tired enough. I want to knock out. So I finally, I lay down and I start going to sleep and I fall asleep for about 10 minutes. And in my dream, I dream of that hallway and this, this, uh, this really eerie looking figure it wasn't really a demon-esque. It was more like a really scary-looking lady, I guess. Like a witch, kind of. And she came up the stairs and stared at me and then put her hand, and her hand was all crinkly and gross, like my CrossFit hands. And she slowly put her hand on my face. And she squeezed, right? And I remember scaring me enough where I woke up and I felt the fucking hand on my face and I flipped the fuck out. I was like, ah, ah, and I like, like swung my face around, and I saw this black mask go back into this back back to the hallway, and I was like freaking out. I was like, what the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? Because you can feel the fingers. I could feel the fucking fingers on my head, my head, and I was like, that was ridiculous. Like, what the hell was that? So, um, I don't go to sleep. I hear like noises, and I hear. I don't ever go down that hallway again. I don't ever go down that stairway. I don't ever go down it again. Um, so a few days passed. Um, some of the girls that I worked with were talking about, you know, them not wanting to take their breaks upstairs anymore because there's like, you know, weird noises and stuff happening. And I'm like, okay. So now it's, I know it's not just me, but I know I'm the only one that had this weird dreaming experience. So the next week comes. And we have a uh, a toy company come and talk about their product and how we should sell it. And so I'm not really supposed to be in those meetings, but I went anyways because I get free toys out of it. So I was like, whatever, I'll go. So I went, and this this girl that I was teaching, she was uh, a a witch, very high up in her order. Um, so we kept making eye contact, and I was she's a super cool girl. Um, she knew a lot of stuff about toys and was very knowledgeable and taught us a lot of stuff. So we get through the whole meeting and I walk up, I walk with her and I go, Hey, can you, uh, come upstairs with me? And she's like, yeah. Like, All right, cool. And she's like, I think I know why you want me upstairs. And I was like, I think you do too. So <laughs> we walk upstairs together 
and uh, she she looks at me while we're walking upstairs, and she goes, she goes, there's there's a big darkness up there, and I was like, I know, and so we, we end up waiting up there, and everyone else is downstairs talking about the toys, talking about their products, and I look at her and I go, what do you see? And I was like, because I am seeing this lady that almost like looks like a like like a, a cartoon witch like just like a witch and she's like she's like oh yeah this is like some type of like black magic stuff like she's, she's like this is the dark thing like i don't know i don't know how you guys got this and i was like surprisingly we get a lot of witches um that come in through um they they work they work through the industry you know so she's like there's a lot of wicked that's involved here and i was like no i i've i've met them i know them i understand why they do it and i was like what do you see and she's like this is definitely a very bitter bitter old lady she's not happy that we're here she thinks that she owns this place and i was like okay and i was like can you tell me why she's mad and and then she goes she's mad because you know she's here she's mad because she can't feed off your energy and i and i and she and then the weirdest the fucking creepiest thing is we're standing there and i hear i hear those footsteps in the stairway and she looks at me like with dead dead in the eyes she goes she's right behind us and i was like fuck and i was like okay do you want to go back downstairs? And she's like, no. She's like, I want. She's like, I would, I would love it if I could do my own magic here to get her out of here. And she's like, but considering this isn't your place or my place, this is a store. I don't know how strong that would be. And I was like, I understand. I understand. She's like, but I can tell you that she does not like that you can sense her, and she does not like that she can't pull energy from you. And I can. I feel like she's tried. And so I told her the story of her trying, I guess her, that was, that was her way of pulling energy out of me was putting her palm on my face. Right. Mm. And so it turns out that that lady, that the little old lady that was a ghost was trying to pull energy out of me to manifest. Right. Mm. And so she had to do it in my dream. And she said that this, this witch said that, you know, a lot of spirits want to pull energy and it can get frustrated when it doesn't work because it's so easy with so many people you know some so many, so many people are so vulnerable that's very easy but i was you know there's some she's like sometimes there's people that just don't that are so aware that they, they don't let it happen and she's like and you know you should be happy you're one of those people yeah. else you would have had a very hard day and i was like no that's true that's true and uh, she was really cool she she was in a lot of music videos for a lot of like death metal bands and did a lot of she showed a lot of her cool rituals and shit so she was a super cool person um but yeah she couldn't figure out where she came from because i've I've worked there for almost four years and i never never saw this this thing before so it just came up like around like my my third and a half year there and it was just super random yeah and i was like i didn't know where it came from and it lasted about two to three weeks and i never really stayed up there by myself again for like the next year and a half until i left yeah yeah it's crazy that makes me think of a story. This will be my only contribution, and I don't mean to diminish it, but I had I had that experience too, where you wake up with the the feeling of whatever was happening. Um, again, I don't mean to take away from whatever you just said. I was dreaming. You were palming your own face. I was in Oz. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the land of Oz. 
with all of the classic characters. Uh, but it was like a, a some kind of bizarro style of it where it was like the ground was all maroon and the sky was all like pure sunset all the time. And I got kidnapped by the Tin Man and the Scarecrow. The worst ones. <laughs> and they were they tied me down on like a table or something like that and they were going to torture me. But their idea of torturing was me tickling you. was tickling me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was like the scarecrow in my face, but it was like a mix of the normal scarecrow and then like Batman scarecrow. So it was kind of scary. scary. But he just straight up started tickling my feet and it like did it for so long that it woke me up. And I woke up and like spasmed, but felt it for like 10 more seconds. Still mm. the tickling on my feet. Um and that's just what made me think of that. You went on with an entire, you know, established story of, of ghosts and mine was just... I like that story more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I I feel like we've been talking a lot about these this ghost stuff and, you know, me and Matt do have a lot of experiences, um, but I've recently had like two more pop up since Saturday. These are all past experiences you were talking about, but yeah. you guys are still having these now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we still came up with it and I know Matthew sensed it, but uh I actually saw uh the figure. This is these are just really quick stories just uh we had to go up to Arizona, check on a family member, and uh we were staying at their house for the night and uh me Matthew ended up Sleeping in the same bed. Uh, Matthew's a terrible cuddler. Cuddle buddies. Matthew's terrible at cuddling. He was all mad at me that I was touching him before if we go to sleep. And then when we did go to sleep, he gave me a pencil space for room. And I had to sleep like a freaking uh, twig. So I couldn't sleep that night. Um, but we woke up around, what, 4.30? 4.30 in the morning. And uh, I, I didn't have enough time to set my alarm because my dad decided to be the alarm and barge in the room with all the lights on. So he woke up and uh, I sat up, Matthew went to the bathroom and I was sitting down with my dad and he sat on the bed and he goes, hey, I meant to ask you. He's like, have you felt anything here? And I was like, you know what, dad? Like, I feel like there is something, but I haven't, there's been so much family stuff going on. I haven't had time to like focus on the situation. And he's like, okay, I understand, Bubba. So finally, <laughs> Matthew comes out of the bathroom. I go brush my teeth. I get ready and go pee. We have like an eight-hour drive home or like four-hour four hour drive home. And uh, I I walk out and we all get all our stuff. And we turn off all the lights. And everyone else is still asleep. It's just me, Matt, and my dad that are up. So we, we start walking down to the side door. And I was going to walk out the front door. Uh, so I start walking and I turn to go walk out the front door. And there's this, there's this uh, childlike mass that's shaped like a child just standing there watching us. And I could see that she was, I guess, I guess now that I'm saying is she maybe was a she, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just thought about it right away that, you know, she was waiting for us to leave. You know, it seemed like she was watching us like, not, not, not evil, not like pushing us. Like, she, like I slept fine. I didn't feel her in the room, but she was just standing at the, standing in front of the door and I could physically see her, her figure, you know? And I was like, oh, okay. There's something there. And I mean, Matt, keep walking. And I get in the car, my dad's next to me. And I was like, hey, dad, you know how you asked me if I saw anything there? He goes, no way. And I was like, literally right now. <laughs> and Matt's like, Matt, Matt was like, damn it, I knew I felt it. <laughs> <laughs> and so we drove home and all, all that was fine. Nobody felt, followed us. But then on Monday, 
uh, I go to this certain kid's house to drop off homework and I look down, I have to fill out a bunch of paperwork before I drop off each kid's homework. So I'm filling out paperwork and I'm looking down and out of the corner of my eye, I see this thing right on my door, like this, my, my passenger side door, like looking in and I'm like, is my kid out? Like I have to like tell him to get the back in the house. Cause I don't want to, like, I can't make contact with him. So he, I see this thing and I like get freaked out. I'm like, what the, and I look over there and there's nothing there. And I'm like, okay, all right, whatever. Maybe one time, okay, probably, probably just me seeing things. I go back down, I start filling out more paperwork and it comes again. This time I hear it knock on the window. <laughs> it goes like, and I'm like, fuck. And I turn again, there's nothing there. And I'm like, oh my God, just leave me alone. So finally I turn back around and I start filling out the paperwork faster. I'm like, I just gotta get out of here. But the thing is I have to get out of my car to go drop off the homework at the front door. So I know I'm gonna have to get out and deal with this thing. So I'm like looking, I can see it watching me. Like it's just, it's starting start to like, like, like just kind of, it feels like it's getting closer. I don't in, in a sense. And so I'm like filling it out. I open the door, I blast the music that's on my headphones and I just start walking and I feel a pool. Like not really like on me, but just an energy pool, right? So I'm like, I feel the pool and I'm walking. I take his homework, I drop off the homework, I walk back in my car, close the door, lock it, and I'm just sitting there and I can feel it still there. And I, and I turn off my music and I was like, leave me alone, dude. And I closed my eyes and I just waited like five seconds. I was stressing myself out. I opened my eyes and it's gone. And I was like, what the heck, man? Yep. I was like, all this all this spooky talk got me getting spooky things have you felt stuff since we started talking about this it's been more active for me oh actually i just i've been able to sense more things recently and like i'll be walking around like i'm very uncomfortable right now like i just i don't know why um so reese not maybe recently like a few months ago uh my dad wanted to rearrange a garage because he got a new truck and so he rearranged re the garage. And for some reason, uh, this picture, I, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast or not, but it's one of the, it's a picture that was, has been in this house or has been in the garage since we moved in and the owners didn't want to take it back. Uh, this picture is of this, this old couple that just got married and they just look creepy as hell. And we, I told dad the minute we saw that picture, Hey, don't move this. Mm -hmm. Do not touch it. Do not look at it. Don't fuck with it. It's going to cause problems. For the record, when we moved into this house, that was the only thing that they left for us. They left that picture. We walk in the garage, no the washer, no dryer, nothing on the walls, except for that one picture. And immediately Dalton and I see it and we're like, what the hell is that? And the real estate agent that uh, was representing the house um, is a neighbor. Like She lives on our street. And... She's like, oh, and it looks like a family heirloom. Like, it's a really nice frame and, you, got, you know, all this stuff. So she's like, oh, let me reach out. So she reached out to them to see if, you know, we can mail it to them. And no answer. They just didn't answer at all. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. And um, so, you know, uh, my dad gets the truck. He starts rearranging the garage. And me and Matt, like, all, we see him rearranging it and stuff like that or whatever. We go in the house, we go, we have a day together, whatever, we hang out with Mo, and then uh, we all go to sleep. You know, I sleep in my bed, Matt mostly in theirs, and um, we all have nightmares. 
the whole night. We all only get like a few hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. We each have a nightmare of something coming through the walls or, you yeah. know, something haunting us. And it's a very, very strong sense. Like, it's really weird. I had multiple nightmares. Like, I didn't have one good dream, and neither, neither did they. Yeah. Um, yeah we, we, we All of us just kept waking up, waking up, waking up. It was like a restless night. Yeah. And so then uh, the next morning, we wake up, and Monique and I are like, yeah, we didn't sleep. We come out, talk to Dalton. He tells us he didn't sleep. Um, and then that evening, Monique goes home. So I was like, all right, you know what? Maybe I just had a weird dream. Like, maybe we all ate maybe something we'll weird. weird you know so, what I mean? Like, yeah. We were like, oh, maybe we all just had a bad night. Whatever. It's fine. We try to go back to sleep. And now, um, I think I think since I was more emotionally vulnerable at that time, uh, it kind of connected with me more. And I kept seeing this figure in the corner of my room. And I was like, ah, shit. Whatever. You turn around, go to sleep. Whatever. I don't want to deal with it. But every night, it got worse and worse, and it got more comfortable and more comfortable. But it couldn't get all the way to me. It was stuck. It was stuck in a certain area and didn't have enough energy to move closer to me, right? So I started thinking, and I, every time I wake up with Matt, me and Matt would have this conversation, like, bro, like something feels off, that there's something trying to come through. Like, and we explained it as in, like, coming through the walls. Yeah. Like, not in the house. Like, it's coming through the walls. And I, I look at Matt, and Matt looks at me, and we go, wait a minute. Well, hold on. You're, you're missing something. Um, so Dalton sees it, right? And I like, I something feels off, but I don't really know what it is. So Monique goes home, like I said, and um, the next night I go to sleep. I go to bed early because I'm like, hell yeah, I got the bed to myself. Sweet. Lay down and I fall asleep. And in my dream, I'm running or I'm something is chasing me in my dream and I'm running. And I'm running as fast as I can. I don't really know what's going on, but I'm running. And finally, like, I realize that I'm in my dream and that I'm running. And I'm, I'm like, no, like, Matt, take control of this. Like, So I turn around in my dream and I yell, stop. And the thing is still running at me. And so I go to, like, punch it. Like, I go to swing as hard as I can. I remember, like, I swung as hard as I could. And then I woke up screaming at the top of my lungs like saying very loudly stop as loud as i could and i grabbed my pillow and i've never thrown anything more hard in my life and i threw my pillow as hard as i could in my closet now the closet that dalton was speaking of and the closet that i threw my pillow into was it shares the same wall that is the wall that is dividing mine and dalton's room and so if you make a t with your hands the the top of the T is the wall that leads to the garage. So the next morning I wake up and me and Dalton are talking about it. And then we both kind of have the same idea and we're all, what the hell? So we go outside, we walk into the garage and sure enough, my dad had moved that damn picture from where it was. Then he moved it over to the wall, but he didn't tell us. My dad does this shit. Like sometimes like he'll like my, both of my parents will do this. We're, we'll go somewhere that they know something's like, you know, there's a, a history of stuff going on there. And then like, they like test us to see if we're like, I don't know if all this stuff is made up or whatnot. I think that was testing us, but, but also who the fuck needs to move a, a fucking frame that's on the side of a wall when you're putting a trunk 
a truck in the middle of the garage. Like, yeah. it's not going to be in the way in any sort of way. Yeah. Like, it's and, not going to be in the and way. And I, I told my exact words were, don't move this thing. This is how bad movies start, you know? And so, sure enough, we're there, and I call my dad, and I'm like, hey, what the hell, dude? He's all, what? You guys notice? I'm all, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff going on in the house. We fucking put it back? I'm not touching the damn thing. Yeah, we both didn't touch it. Yeah, and so he's like, all right, I'll put it back. So he, like, came home and put it back, and then, you know, went back to work like, or geez, whatever. Jeez, man, like, all that shit just from my fucking, it was so annoying. It's like, don't move the picture. If you say don't move the picture, you don't move it. Just keep it there. It disrupts things. And since you put it back, stuff is it stopped good. immediately. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, they don't. The, the the those that spirit or those spirits don't have enough energy to come through the wall. It's just in the garage, so it's fine. But having that picture in that spot is what it wants, or what keeps it. I don't know. Trapped. I don't know. I don't know. It might just be that area. It's like it feels more comfortable now that it was since it wasn't in that area. Had I experienced new things and try new things, and it was closer to 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 vulnerable energies so maybe it was just more approachable at that point but it was fucking annoying yeah i was so mad um, it took us like a week to figure that shit out but on the theme of houses and knowing what's going on and telling people and them not listening until later on when it's been confirmed let's talk about my mother's first apartment oh mother so my mom moves into an apartment and it is in anaheim hills and so my mom moves into this apartment and Dalton and myself and a neighbor of ours moved her in and she's all settled, excited, new beginnings, you know, great times. So when we're moving her in, I, I don't really like feel anything like everything's cool. I'm just more annoyed at, you know, having to move her in because nothing was packed until, you know, I rolled up and. Uh, we had a U-Haul and it was just a giant mess, but we, we get her moved in. So we come back for the, um, for like dinner, you know, a month in or whatever. And we're there. And then I start to like, kind of like, this place is kind of creepy. I don't know what it is, but something about like the doorways just make me feel off. Something about my mom's room just isn't right. And then, you know, it's, it is what it is, but whatever. You know, I, 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 nine times out of 10, I'll think that out of a house. So I kind of. I dismiss 90% of my feelings up front for the most part. Um, but then I have night class. I'm still in college and my college is right up the street from my mom's house. So it just makes the most sense for as soon as I'm done, I have night class. I have class early the next morning. And so then I go and I crash on an air mattress in my mom's living room. And I remember walking up to my mom's house in the evening and just being like, man, there's like a strong presence here. I don't really know what it is, but it is like pissed. Like it's just not happy. So I walk in and I see my mom. I'm like, hey mom, like anything weird been going on in on in the house? She's all, no, no, not at all. I'm like, all right, cool. And I blow up the air mattress and I lay down and I go to sleep. So I go to sleep and I wake up and I just can't stop staring at the doorway. What the hell? All right, whatever. So I'm looking at the front door and like I can't stop staring at it. I'm like, hmm, that's weird. So I go to sleep. Now I'll never forget. I was asleep and I woke up to this angry man's face snarling like an inch away from mine. Just furious. Like, you know when people are so mad, they like they're showing their teeth and they spit when they fucking talk, right? Like that. Like he was pissed. 
I woke up. I'm like, whoa, shit. I'm like, yo, leave me alone. Like, back the fuck up. And, you know, then, like, you know, everything's cool. So, you know, I, I fall back asleep somehow or I watch some YouTube videos. So I, for, you know, fall back asleep. The next morning I wake up and ask my mom. I'm like, hey, are you sure you don't feel anything? She's like, no, honey. I know. I would know if something was here. So then I'm like, all right. Like, I mean, okay, maybe I'm, I, I'm wrong. Like, I always, like, I don't even say, like, if I'm wrong, I will tell you I'm wrong. Like, I, it, might, it could be my imagination. Like, I very much believe that that plays a part, right? Like, I can't dismiss that. So, all right, maybe I watched something. And it just made me think of that. Dreams are weird. Whatever. So I leave. And that is my experience at the house. So with mine... I remember, you know, it for me it didn't really start when we moved mom in. It was more of the times I would stay the night. So I would drive up there maybe once a week and um, hang out there, watch some movies, spend the night. And I would always feel like, you know, energies towards the door, energies towards the hallway, and energies in the in her bedroom. Her bedroom was very very harsh bedroom was like is intense 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 and i remember i would go there and they had she had like a big big shower so i was like oh, i'm gonna go here take a great shower i would take like hour-long showers in there because it just like it was so nice but the shower was different like the bathroom area was decent but the bedroom in general was like off and so i would like you know take my shower and then rush to the bedroom and get outside and go to the living room and go to the go to like the to the kitchen or whatever and just hang out there so we get me and Matt are both hanging out one night at the house and we're going to sleep and every time I would sleep there I would get these like weird weird thoughts like angry thoughts and just being being mad being annoyed being bitter um, I would have these dreams about situations occurring and I can't remember all the dreams but I know the basis of each dream because every dream that I had at that house was very negative and it always had to do with a situation being blown out of proportion. So I would just, I would go off on somebody or somebody would go off on me. There'd be a lot of anger, right? There was always anger. And I remember we would be just sitting down talking and, you know, like granted, there were situations that were going on, but other than that, you know, like you, we, me and Matt really were at the age where we knew how to separate those feelings from reality and knew how to understand what the supernatural was and the type of things we were feeling. So, you know, I, me and Matt never talked about what we were feeling in the house together. Like we never had a communication about it. We never vibed with it. I never had anything in my face, but I did always see a black figure walking from the doorway to the hallway. I would wake up in the middle of the night to that person walking. I could hear them, I saw the figure, and they were just walking. Boom, 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 boom. Sorry, hit the mic. Uh, but they, would, they were always walking. And so, finally, I just kind of like learned to ignore it, push it aside. But it's funny how the place that my mom lives at now, compared to that place there, I was able to differentiate the feeling, right? Like, the vibe at my mom's place now is a little bit better energy, there's not this negative constant thing. Like the minute I would walk into my mom's house at the last place she lived at, it was like a darkness. Like it just it felt dark. It looked dark. It gave me, it made you mad. Like it mm -hmm. was just an energy that just brought anger on you. 
and that was basically my my vibe with that whole house and so i spent the night there more than dalton did just because i had night class and it was i had to i had to right um and much like dalton was saying once i told the thing to leave me alone you know or back up you know it, it respected that and it did but I always, I would always wake up in the middle of the night and it would always be standing at the doorway or it would be pacing up and down the hallway, pissed off, but like also very deep in thought, you know? So my mom gets a new apartment. It's time to move her out. Second most happy day of my life. Uh, so we, my mom is, you know, moving out and I, she like hired movers this time. So stuff was like super easy. So, you know, everything gets packed up, ready to go. She starts packing everything up and she walks out. And my mom had this really weird neighbor. Uh, very sweet, but really nosy. And you don't really know why she was nosy, but she always check on my mom. Yeah, she was always curious about how my mom was doing. Yeah. She was, how are you doing? Yeah, she'd always ask about the house. Like, yeah. how's the house? Yeah. You know, are you guys doing all right? Are you moving in all right? You know? She was very and, off, too. Very, yeah. She was unsettling with her conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my mom's walking out and getting ready to move to her next spot. And the lady comes out. She goes, Jackie, you're leaving? And my mom goes, yeah, I got a new spot. You know, um, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm right down the hill, so I'm not too far, but, you know, everything's okay. And then the lady goes, oh, thank God. We were so worried about you. And my mom goes, what? What do you mean? And the lady kind of has this, like, smile on her face. Like, she knows something, you know? And then my mom goes, what do you mean and she's like yeah like you know all of us here we were really worried about you in in that house so then my mom goes what do you mean you need to tell me what you mean and the lady's smiling and she goes the real estate agent never told you what happened to the owners before that house did she and my mom goes no and she's all yeah there's a law that says after so many years if there's been a death in the house, you don't have to disclose that information to the new buyer. So my mom's eyes get really big and she's all, well, what happened? So the tenants before my mother, it was a young couple and they moved in there. And what happened was the boyfriend came home and the girlfriend confronted him because he had been cheating on her and having an affair. They had this huge fight, huge blowout. So he turns around, he storms out of the house, pissed off, driving, drives down the hill. In the process of driving, he gets a call. Turns out that his significant other has also been having an affair and was cheating on him. Now he can't handle that. So he turns around, drives all the way back up, opens up the door and is pissed marches straight into their bedroom which is where my mother's room was shoots her and then shoots himself it was a murder suicide inside that house so my mom hears this information and my mom tells the lady like why didn't you tell me and the lady's like i you know i don't know whatever reason she had so immediately my mom calls me and she goes matthew And I'm all, yeah? She's like, you're never going to believe this. And she tells me that story. And I go, okay. And I guess my mom had done some research and they had described the type of person that the guy was. And I go, 
it was a tall Armenian guy, wasn't it? And my mom goes, how do you know that? And I'm all, yeah. I'm like, that makes sense. And I was like, every time I spend the night there, there's this tall Armenian man. It's in a white shirt. And he's always pissed off and glaring. Like, I mean, like fuming and just staring at down the hall at my mother's room with like the intent to kill, like pissed. And so then my mom was like, she just gets really, really quiet. And she's like, I can't believe that that happened. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, I told you, like, it, it's, it's true. And she goes, I, and she's like, I never sensed anything. And I, I think when you live somewhere, you tend to become kind of immune to it. Right. And it takes somebody from the outside to come in to really understand it. But actually, you know, it's funny is I don't think Dalton and I've ever actually talked about our separate experiences no, we at that house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it was, uh, it was a feeling all in itself. And it's one of those things where, you know, like I understand sometimes you go through stuff in life and you just aren't mentally prepared or even ready to sense more things than what you're feeling already. And, you know, it was a vulnerable situation in our lives and we were going through a lot of things and um, that's including, you know, my mother and my father and stuff. So we were all going through something and, um, you know, it, it may have been just been one of those things that she had so many other things going on that she just probably couldn't sense it. Mm -hmm. And like me and Matt were vulnerable enough to understand the situation, but we weren't in her shoes. So we were able to see more. You know what I mean? She was probably focused on getting her stuff done and figuring out those things. And me and Matthew were just there. You know, th- those those situations, you, you you tend to, you know, maybe you just, you can't feel it. You ignore it. it. There's a lot of reasons why you can't see stuff sometimes. So it completely makes sense, you know. So I have a question. What Two questions. One, it was only ever him. Never uh the I, girl i never i never sensed the lady you know and so something like that especially in that case is that something where it's a manifested spirit or is that an impression of a spirit i feel like that's the same thing what do you think the yeah, what the fuck is? does that mean i guess like if like a, as an impression it's got like pre-recorded actions pre-recorded dialogue pre-recorded script yeah it's not really self-conscious it's just a replay of something that spirit had encountered or done before um you know compared to something that could you know if it was maybe it was stuck in that doorway to hallway progression whereas like a proper spirit would be able to move throughout the entire house you know well i think that Um, that's that's a tough one i don't think it's an impression because if it was an impression it wouldn't even recognize me it wouldn't interact with us it wouldn't interact with us right but it did and i think that it kept walking up and down that hallway because there was such strong emotional ties to that and those were also like some of the last steps that that individual ever took Mm -hmm. you know um so it was the defining moments of his life yeah but it never went into the bedroom. I never saw it. So. I felt I felt a lot. I, I told you I felt a lot of energy in that bedroom. That bedroom was very hard for me to stay in. I like Matthew. Matthew took naps in that bedroom, but I could not take naps in that bedroom. Yeah, I stayed away from that place as much as I could. 
was very happy I, in there. I don't really remember that apartment now that I think about it. Dude, that part, it's it's like a blur. I remember I, like, I went there once. Yeah, I remember the walk up, but like I don't remember. I get it mixed up with mom's apartment now. Yes, yes. Like I get them like they were the same place to me. Yeah, Ugh, I I hate. Ugh, I yeah, hate I don't like that story. Fucking hate that place. Um. Well, that's perfect for a time to um decompress. Decompress. Are we some, done? Yeah. Oh. God, what was it? So right now, um, we were we were paused. We were paused, having a conversation about random stuff, and Matthew's Alexa just went off on a tangent. Um, Could you hear what it was saying? I can. It was something. Yeah, we don't know what Matt. Alexa had a whole conversation with herself. And me, Matthew, were not in the room to talk about it. We did See not. See why I don't like talking about this shit. We did not say Alexa or anything. There's just random shit going on in the house. I stubbed my toe this morning. It's been a mess. Yep, same level. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, we got some crazy stories, but uh, one of the one of the headlines that I thought you guys would get a kick out of was uh, a Denver man who bought. $15 worth of Mexican peso coins for $100,000 because he thought they were Bitcoin. No shit, really? What a fucking <laughs> idiot. I, heard, I didn't know Bitcoin was physical. Bitcoin is not physical. No bought, shit, I know. No. Oh, a joke. Well, you said it seriously, so I can't tell if you were joking. Yeah. I'm hungry. The dude heard that like, like one Bitcoin was worth $9,000. Per coin. And so I guess he's got enough money. He wanted to, he believed that if it was $9,000 per coin, at some point it would hit $100,000 per coin. So he went to an online cryptocurrency forum asking for help on how to buy the coins. And someone offered to mail them to him and he can make the cash payment when he receives the coins. So the guy was like, hey, how many coins do you want to buy? And uh, this is where it's either 100000 or or $100. I'm guessing it's 100000 because this guy looks like he's well off. He says, I want $100,000 worth of it. So Paul, Paul received the coins, the guy's name is Paul, in a nice box. The scammer called a hard wallet, a.k.a. cold storage. And then Paul paid the guy via a PayPal account. That immediately like disappeared after the oh payment my went through. Gosh. And he's like, I thought I was going to be a billionaire by the end of 2017. <laughs> and he said Bitcoin had doubled. Like his investment, his so investment it would have paid off. Had doubled. And he, he was like, I'm not going to cash out till one Bitcoin is worth 100,000. And so he's watching these, the price of Bitcoin go up and up and up and up. And it wasn't till he was like talking about it at some family function or something. Oh no, 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 no. It wasn't until his nephew asked him if he knew anything about Bitcoin. And Paul, Paul was like, Oh little buddy, do I know about Bitcoin? Uh -huh. And he went and got his little pack Pesos. of, of Mexican peso Bitcoins to show off to his nephew who probably, I guess I bet just started laughing hysterically Oh yeah, and told him that he got scammed oh because Bitcoin's God. not physical. 
And then he had to have 10 more people explain to him that Bitcoin is not Bitcoin. <laughs> I can understand that. I get that part, yeah. Yeah, I'm the like, same way. Are you serious? Are you, no, no. You're, you're a kid. Let me go to here. Uh-huh. Like, let was, me go here. Let me research. Let me Google. It was too late for Paul to get his money back, and he was hospitalized for two weeks. I don't know what the hell no. that means. But now he owns 2.5 Bitcoins. He said, I, my ne- nephew said, uh, my nephew showed me how to do it. Now I own 2.5 Bitcoins, and I'm waiting for them to reach 100K per coin. I appreciate that. Even though he already got scammed, he went back in and for more. He did it the right way this time. Sometimes people are dicks, man. I mean, that person was smart for doing that, but still. Don't take somebody else's money like that. It's just like, how do you not research it and realize that cryptocurrency is like not physical? Like, How do you not? How is that not the first thing that comes up? How is that not the first? I, that's insane. Yeah. That's, that doesn't make sense to me. How does... Uh, yeah. Okay, here's one quick one for Sexpert's Corner. And we're in Sexpert's Corner. Wow. <laughs> if a guy texts you and says he wants to cuddle before he's even met you or been on a date, should I assume he just wants sex? No. Cuddling is freaking awesome and this is why there's a vice documentary about a group of cuddlers they literally meet up to non-platonically cuddle it's just such a good feeling non-platonically non-platonic no no platonic platonic yes to cuddle in a non-sexual way to cuddle non-sexually to cuddle and not fuck non-fuck cuddle and they like they show this guy that like cuddles. And he's like this big white guy. He looks like he knows how to cuddle. Like, dude, you meet those people, and you're just like you. You are you would good you're big spoon, dude. or you are probably a great little spoon. Like sometimes people just fit. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy. It's crazy that you can meet those people. Be like, yeah, you're you're a good cuddler. And like I've I've met a few of those people. Like Matthew, not a good cuddler. Me, I'm a great cuddler. Mm-hmm. I'm cuddler as fuck. Yep. How you have like no meat on your bones? I never said I was a big spoon. I said I was a little spoon. All right. Oh, so you're so small that it's I know how to, to. I know how to just curl up and just take it. You know what I mean? In a completely platonic way. Just enjoy the cuddle. Is that the right word? I think so. <laughs> I bet you it's not. It's canon. <laughs> but no, I think uh, I think cuddlers are dope. I completely. I can. I can understand why some of you are like man like. I could talk to you like this. I could feel comfortable with you like this in this way. Like, I just want to cuddle. Yeah. Like, that's just a good feeling. I get it. I get it. Go him. All right. If you made it this far into the podcast, thank you so much for your time. We really do appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed our spooky stories. Ooh. And as always, go ahead and follow us on all social media platforms at Drum Podcast. And leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to this. And next week, guys, that is going to be the last week of spooky season. And it's going to get extra spooky with some interesting, uh, I would say, the most fearful interactions that we've had in our lives. Um, And so I just want you guys to prepare yourselves for it. It's going to be dark. It's going to be evil. There's going to be a lot of very uncomfortable conversations that me and Matt are going to have. But uh, please come back and stick around and... Uh, listen to our really fucked up situations and uh, I hope you guys enjoy it hope you guys have a great week and as always I'm Drum and I'm Drummer we'll see you guys next week bye <gasps>